Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate? I'm Janine. And I'm Zoe. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the grinchiest and sometimes jolliest, but mostly grinchy, pop culture of the 2000s. Hey there, Zoe. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> so Zoe is from the podcast Tea and Strumpets. Zoe, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your podcast and what you talk about? So on Tea and Strumpets, we review Regency romance novels. We talk about happily Ooh. ever afters and uh, how steamy they are or how <laughs> tepid. So <laughs> yeah, we, we do a lot of things. We're pretty um, fair on that. I think a lot more fair than I'm going to be today about uh, our subject. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really a very classy version of what we're talking about today. <laughs> Though I will say when I was in... Uh, sometime in the 2000s, I think it was around 2007, because mm-hmm. it was around the time the last Harry Potter book came out. I brought a book with me to camp that I found in like the free book bin that was a scandalous romance. Ooh. And I thought the funniest thing, because when you're a preteen, the funniest mm-hmm. thing in the world is sex, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I remember just like reading passages out loud from the steamy uh, hot like romance scenes and then getting in trouble for it. So I feel like ca- reading steamy romance scenes aloud at camp is like kind of just part of a rite of passage for anyone who goes to <laughs> camp. So I think you you did it right. And you know what? I probably wouldn't have even gotten in trouble had I been reading from today's subject, which is Twilight. That's true. I mean, it's somehow acceptable. Hey, this is great. We survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying Paris Hilton deserves better. Also the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's Guess What You're Gonna Hate with Janine and Kate. (laughs) It's like PG-13. Well, no, it's just PG smut. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I mean, but like... Some of the concepts are a little bit difficult, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think Twilight has a lot we can talk about, and I, I'm almost a little sad that we're talking about it in a shorter episode, but as I always say, we reserve the right to talk about this again at oh, any time. So you could, I, I think you could devote an entire podcast with your podcast's theme just to Twilight, <laughs> so. Yeah, so you ready to join us in song? Oh, absolutely. Okay, all right. I'm ready when you are. Okay. <clears throat> On the, On the ninth, ninth day of trash, miss my podcast gave to me. Nine Twihards crying, eight little monsters, seven swans a singing, six Healy spinning, five trucker hats, four, four minutes, minutes left, three brothers, brothers two, two simple girls, and an ogre with a donkey. Wow, Woo! your voice is much better than mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I was just thinking as I was like, oh my gosh, she's got a nice voice. <laughs> so you sound no, I... you your 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 voice and your tenor sounds like way more suited for your podcast, like the Regency. <laughs> I can hear like the little tingle in the voice, like the oh wow, it sounded gorgeous. Aww. Well, it's you bring sweet. you elevate the art. You elevate the trash. Well, I mean, I was given such good content to work with, so what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, you know how to flatter. So you so when I posted this list of the days of trashmas online, you were excited to talk about Twilight. And I kinda wanna know, did you were you a big part of the Twilight fandom or maybe 
part of like the fandom against it? So I would actually say that I was a big part of the Twilight fandom. Ooh. I'm currently looking at my four Twilight books. <laughs> and I also um, went to all the midnight premieres. Wow. My friends and I like made t-shirts with collages of Twilight. I think we, I mean, we were really into doing that for Harry Potter. And I think we like started doing it with Twilight. I think we got excited about Twilight because it felt like something that could give us the same amount of excitement as Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll still like give, I know I'm not supposed to, but I'll give some props to the first book. Really? The first book's okay. But like, it just is really bad after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it goes off the rails on the third one, right? I mean, I think the second one is a little bit much. Like she's she's like seriously depressed and like throwing herself off a cliff in the second book. So like, oh I just like, I can't, I can't. And she's just, she's so mopey. And I think books about depression and books about being mopey are fine. But there is just like not a lot of substance to it. Plus, I mean, I know that the whole like star-crossed lovers is nothing new. But like literally the first Twilight book is the show Roswell. Like (laughs) it's 100% Roswell. Have you ever seen Roswell? No, but I've heard about it. I heard it's pretty good. I mean, it's like aliens, right? Yeah, it's aliens and humans. And literally in the first episode, like she figures out that he's an alien because he saves her from a bullet like with his super speed and then heals her. Doesn't Bella get saved by a car? Or yeah, yeah, it's by, a car accident. Saved from a car, not saved and, by a car. And they're in high school, and they're in the same science class, and, like, the wind blows past him in Roswell. Like, it's the same exact scene in Twilight. Like, it's so the same. And Time is a flat circle. Uh, it is. <laughs> Anyhow, so, like, I mean, I just can't give her all the credit for Twilight because Roswell did it first. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I guess, like, I feel like most people know what Twilight is, but if you had to sum up basically the main struggle that Bella faces in Twilight or, like, the general plot of Twilight in maybe, like, a couple sentences, what would you say? Okay, so I would I would say star-crossed lovers a little bit like, you know, like they come from different families that they can't and they have a reason that they can't be together, except the, the reason of this is, like, she's in love with an immortal person and you can't have, like love work between an immortal and a mortal so she becomes an immortal <laughs> to have immortal love yeah and in this case the immortal is a vampire you know yeah but they're like <laughs> vegetarian vampires they don't eat yeah. other people they just eat animals and yeah it, it's hard and like sucks but um you know they're able to sustain themselves that way also there's werewolves just because. And that's like the biggest question, like Team Jacob versus Team Edward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like it was never a question. Jacob was just there to like create conflict. And then and then it got really weird in the last one. Yeah. Doesn't in the last one, doesn't he fall in love with their baby? No, he doesn't fall in love with their baby. He does what werewolves do, which is called imprinting on the baby, which means that it's like his absolute only one and only true love. And so like she's imprinted on him too as an infant. It's fucking weird. That is bizarre. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Oh my gosh. And here's a question. Do werewolves age like humans or are they immortal like vampires? You know... I honestly don't remember. I mean, I think that there's at least some sort of extension, but they age normally as children. Like, she grew up with mm-hmm. this guy, Jacob, and, like, so 
I, I think like he was at least aging normally, but it's just a trait, just like brown hair or whatever, huh. to be a werewolf. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But I mean, I, does it make sense? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I believe you. I I believe what you're saying. Yeah. The most bizarre part I think of Twilight for me is that. Edward is a hundred and something years old. Mm -hmm. And yes, he is trapped in the physique of a 17-year-old. So he has to go to high school Mm -hmm. or whatever to keep up appearances for the family that he's with. Because, like, his dad is, like, the local doctor, right? Yeah. Or dentist, doctor, I don't know, something. Doctor, I think doctor. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, I'm 28. No, I'm 27. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm almost about to turn 28 next month. Hey, me too. When's your birthday? Yeah. January 17th. I'm the 15th. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at us. I know. Happy early birthday to right? us. For sure. Well, uh, as someone who is nearing 30, closer to 30 than they are to uh, 20, mm-hmm. I do not ever want to speak to a teenager. No. <laughs> like, I, I have no desire to speak to another teen, to a teenager out there in the world. Not that I don't think you have great ideas or that you're not fully formed human beings. It's just that, that our experiences are not relatable. And... Yeah. This guy is a hundred. Yep. Talking to an a, a seventeen year old girl. Okay, like I mean, I hate to defend Twilight here, <laughs> but like they sequester themselves. They keep themselves like away in the cafeteria. They don't want to talk to anyone. And he's just attracted to the scent of her blood because she smells like extra mm. delicious to him. But like, and then from that point on, I'll agree with you. Like, why are like it gets creepier because he's 108 or whatever <laughs> and she's 17. Yeah. And she should not be making decisions about her mortality or immortality at this stage of her life. But I mean, it's fiction, I guess. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you said you went from Harry Potter to Twilight because I was firmly in the camp of Harry Potter and there were a bunch of us Harry Potter fans who were anti-Twilight, anti-the Twihards. Yeah, and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't ever think Twilight was as good or better than Harry Potter, but I would think I was just hopeful. Like, it was like, (laughs) this can, like, tide me over in between book releases. I can't remember if there was some overlap there or if there was, if the books were all out by that time. But, like, yeah, it just, ugh, it's not the same. Well, (laughs) Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter came out in 2007, I think. So, yeah, I think uh, Twilight, the first Twilight came out after Harry Potter, but the movies, I think, were more... They were fast. ...in step. Yeah, Yeah. they were real fast. But can I talk about my very least favorite thing about Twilight? The thing that, like, really got me upset? I mean, the whole whole baby thing was fucking weird, because the baby was, like, (laughs) half a vampire, because she wasn't a vampire at that point in time, so they didn't even know what the baby was going to be, and it was literally, like it was craving blood so as a human she had to start drinking blood and then it was like crawling it's trying to claw its way out of her stomach like there was so much wrong about it and then she finally has this child which ends up turning out to be like this weird like super fast aging say like savant thing um but she names the child Renesme. Renesme. There's no such name as Renesme. And it's like, you could have named it anything. Your husband's been alive for 108 years, or boyfriend, whatever he is at this point in time. But like, he's been alive for a long time. He knows a lot of names. So she decides to do Renesme, which is a combination of their two mother's names, Renee and Esme. But like, Renesme is nothing. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like on top of that, like I understand honoring the mothers, but like her father's name, which she really was close to her father. So like, well, okay, I guess she wasn't that close to her father, but regardless, her father's name was Charlie and his father's name is Carlisle. <laughs> technically father in quotes. I don't know. Um, that could have been Carly, but she went with Renesme. So I just like don't understand how, what the author, Stephanie Meyer, was thinking at that moment. Like, why? No. I, I'm hearing the passion in your voice. And what I really want to know is, I remember all the emotions that I went through and the last Harry Potter being like, I mean, when all is well mm-hmm. hit my eyes, I was ready to throw the book. You know, I was like, no, none of, none of these are what I wanted. But overall, I enjoyed it. Oh, my God. But what? I am so opposite. It the. I recently found out that people that quote unquote millennials didn't like the epilogue of Harry Potter. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a millennial. We're 100% worked for me exactly how I saw it ending. Was happy that it got there. Okay. But I know that's but, another podcast. I mean, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what was it like when you first read the words Renezme? I literally, like, I was reading it in tandem with a friend of mine because we had gotten the book at the midnight release of the book. Because you know what? You've read three fucking books. You've got to keep going at this point. Like, you're just like, all right. And it was, off the rails and her younger sister who was like 12 or 13 was reading the book at the same time as us and we were like should we be letting her read this because it's like weird (laughs) vampire sex and like blood and I just don't know anyhow so I when we got to Renesmee I am 98% sure that I screamed through down the book and shouted Renesmee like what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) I just like no absolutely not it's just so I am I was I was 100% the kind of person that stomps around the house and, like, yells about things in a book. Because, like, no one should be allowed to get away with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what was interesting about Renesmee for me, or just characters in general in the book, my mother's name is Esme. And for the longest time, nobody knew. They're like, Esme? How do you spell that? Especially in the South. Like, (laughs) Esme? Do you spell that E-S-M-A-Y? You know, just all that kind of stuff. But as soon as Twilight came out, someone would go like, oh, you mean like from Twilight? Aww. I'm like, uh, yeah. But like it was at least it was kind of nice in that way that people knew how to spell my, my mom's name. But yeah, Renesmee, unforgivable. Totally with you. So speaking of moms, I just also have a personal connection that I have to mention because it oh, definitely ahead. ruins my association with Twilight. So my mom, uh, bless her, is a very sweet woman, but really got obsessed with the Twilight movies. And she was going through like (laughs) some stages of grief. So like, you know, whatever, I was really supportive because it's like, you know, whatever you need in this time period, whatever makes you happy, I'm really glad for. But that just made me have to like go along with it. So my mom not only got really obsessed with the Twilight movies, had not read the books, but got really obsessed with the movies, which are absolute trash, even compared (laughs) to the books, and got really obsessed with Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. So like to the point where she would like tell she would send me photos of like me and Kristen Stewart and be like, you guys look a little bit alike. Like, don't you see it? <laughs> and then she'd also like send me all of the Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, like relationship updates. And also like oh she watched the entire back catalog of Kristen Stewart movies. And to this day, to her last visit a few weeks ago with me, she told she told me about this one Kristen Stewart movie that I really needed to watch because her her SNL was so bad and I was talking about how bad it was but like my mom even made me watch like all these Kristen Stewart back catalog indie films and I was just like 
my mom is going through something. I am trying to help her right now, but like I cannot. And like Robert Pattinson in the David Lynch films, I was just like, this is not, this is not me. This is not my thing. And like, I can't do this anymore. And also like Kristen Stewart's not good in Twilight either. Sorry. (laughs) I just have to say I'm immensely relieved that um, none of that story you just shared ended with and then she got a tattoo because (laughs) (laughs) I remember the try hard tattoos I remember like some obsessed moms who got full like back art tattoos of Robin Robert Pattinson as Edward from Twilight so I'm just filled with immense relief while also feeling sympathy for you (laughs) having to watch Kristen yeah no 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 tattoos but this was also years after like the first films had come out like I think she ended up seeing like the fourth film in theaters but she was late to the train so like I saw I had the one round and then I had to get the second round of everything again I think what's really interesting about Twilight, I mean, like, I again, I wasn't a fan. My mom and my sister read some of the books, but I was the kind of, like, edgy teenager who would pick up the book and then be, like, hey, uh, reading passages out loud, like, um, like in that sarcastic teenage voice, you know? I mean, the like, book is made for reading the passages in the sarcastic teenage voice. <laughs> But the thing is, it had such a huge cultural impact. Yes. Huge cultural impact. My philosophy teacher in college taught the first Twilight movie. Movie? Yes. She wanted us to watch the Twilight movie just to, like, discuss, like, the different things at play. And I went on a big, like, feminist – I was a college student. I went on a big feminist tangent about, like, how it was teaching girls the wrong message about relationships and abuse and all that kind of stuff. And that crushed my philosophy teacher's heart because she was really excited about Twilight. (laughs) But Yeah, no, I mean, I I read a lot of romance novels. And I think, like, the attraction to me for Twilight was was exactly kind of that. Like, the Harry Potter, maybe this is something else Mm -hmm. similar in feel with the YA, like, fantasy novel-ish thing. Um, But I, like, didn't read romance novels at that point in my life. I just hadn't figured out that, like, there's a genre out there that does exactly what I want and is also (laughs) feminist. So, like, I don't have to read that rubbish. But, like, you know, I just, man, it's it was a thing. And it still persists. Hey, well, you know, but how many of your amazing romances that you're reading ended up with trashy smut fan fiction that then just pressed control F Edward and replaced with Christian Grey? I know. <laughs> I mean, I right? I mean, like that. OK, for those of you that aren't aware, Fifty Shades of Grey is full stop a fanfic of... Twilight, Twilight. but she literally like it got such a cult following I think that she just replaced their names and turned him out or changed him from being a vampire to a normal person and wrote a rich asshole yeah (laughs) and like you know there's there's discussion to be had for like visualization of the romance genre and like normalization of it and Fifty Shades of Grey like played a part in that but like I've never read it it's not my genre I'm stuck firmly in Regency England like you can't get me out (laughs) (laughs) and hey what a good segue into your podcast again why don't you tell all the audience where they can find Tea and Strumpets online? We are pretty much everywhere. If you have a social media that you prefer using, we're there. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, Strumpets, and Pinterest and Facebook and YouTube 
Although we just like repost podcast episodes and you can get us wherever you download podcasts. Awesome. So wait, before we head out for the night, uh, or that was weird. It made me sound like I was slinking off to the night like a vampire <laughs> trying to find a rabbit. I don't know, to kill. Um, yeah, something. <laughs> what would you give to somebody? And I guess you probably have some experience in that <laughs> that is Twilight themed. What would I give to someone that is Twilight themed as a gift? Um, as a gift for Christmas. Oh, gosh. I'd probably uh, maybe some like glitter face paint to make themselves look like a vampire. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's not actually Twilight themed. Do you want me to come up with something different? Oh, no, no, no. That's totally fine. I mean, that's OK. I, uh, the, the, the meaner, the better. I was also thinking it might be fun. What would you give Edward for Christmas? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What would I give him for Christmas? I mean, is a rabbit off the table? <laughs> You know, have you ever seen those, uh, like, beauty, I don't know, face shapers that, like, teach someone how to smile better? It's like a little, like, they're like little rubber things you put (gasps) in your mouth that kind of, like, help lift the lips to help you smile better. This is the most tragic thing I've ever heard about. (laughs) That's what I would give Edward. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is, like, that's, I mean, that's a perfect gift for a cold, uh, immortal vampire. You know what? Maybe he just needs, like, I don't know. A really cute toy and that's what he's missing like because he's a vampire and nobody ever thought to give him i don't know a, a teddy rumpskin for christmas yeah he just needed someone to treat him like a real boy <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks so much for joining us tonight zoe uh you can find us wherever you get your favorite pot well wait no I, i'm not plugging my own podcast here um you can find us on facebook and instagram at guess what you're gonna hate you can find us on social media at hate podcast and on our patreon patreon.com slash hate podcast thank you so much to our patron supporters including kim kate's moms as well as paul ryberg who also wrote the awesome theme song for our podcast check out his podcast plug in missing and the minute pod merry christmas zoe merry christmas to you or happy holidays happy holidays mm-hmm.